0: What's going on everybody, Ryan here. I've got a special bonus for you today in order to carry you over until this week's Top Rope Nation flagship drops as usual on Friday morning. So presented here today for you to enjoy, in the meantime, is a special 15-minute preview of this week's Top Rope Nation Extra Patreon-exclusive bonus podcast. Now, the full show runs over 90 minutes. This is just a preview of what you can expect if you become a patron of the show. This broadcast features none other than Kyle Ross making his return to the air, that's right, for the first time since his trip across the pond over to the UK, and on the show he is joined by none other than good friend of the pod, the host of Squared Circle Gazette Radio, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, award-winning author, Mr. Liam O'Rourke. Kyle and Liam discuss all of the fallout from last week's AEW Rampage and Battle of the Belt shows. They discuss the ratings. There's some stuff on the discourse in the wrestling media, as well as looking ahead to the booking for AEW Double or Nothing coming up at the end of May. A really good discussion, I'm sure you would enjoy if you enjoy our typical flagship podcast. And like I said, the only way to hear this full show is and 75 bonus podcasts that we have done exclusively for patrons is by joining the patreon page the link is here in the broadcast description so enjoy this free 15 minute preview and we'll be seeing you here right here on the main feed on friday morning for this week's top rope nation flagship show enjoy
1: Extra baby, And I am Kyle Ross back from vacation and apparently I couldn't get enough of Europe because joining me this week on the line is my good friend and yours, Mr. Liam O'Rourke. Liam, I apologize for the singing, but how the hell are you doing, buddy, other
2: than that? I'm doing great, but it wasn't so much the singing as the song. I mean, that's, that's like, you know, I've got to listen to Bischoff's theme song when I come on it. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm doing real well. We just finished up a, a four-day bank holiday weekend here in England. I'm rested. I'm relaxed. Looking forward to talking some pro wrestling with you, Kyle. And before we do, I know that you, you were just talking about how you couldn't get enough of Europe. You need to talk to me about the Emerald Isle.
1: Yes, so a quick vacation overview. I promise this will be brief. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a wrestling podcast. You have not turned into, you know, Rick Steves Weekly here or anything like that. But uh, my wife and I, as many of you know, traveled uh, last week to both Dublin and Belfast. That is Ireland proper and Northern Ireland, for those keeping score at home. Uh, It was a really good time. It's great to get away. Always is. Um, Feeling refreshed. Lots of drinking with the wife, Uh, that's what we do typically on vacations. Uh, see, we seem to get along better when that happens, but, uh, it was funny on I mean, the fourth day, Liam, I was like, dude, I haven't drank four days in a row in a long time. I'm like, maybe we should take it easy today. And she goes, you know, <laughs> with the kids, you know, we're not going to get this opportunity much. I was like, Whoa, keep them coming.
0: Keep
1: <laughs> that, that was all I needed to hear. So yeah, it was a great time. And you know, probably the closest I've ever been to, To you, outside of the Citrus Bowl for WrestleMania 33, obviously still a different country, but uh, your thoughts on Dublin at Belfast as a native European...
2: Yes, I'm more familiar with Dublin than Belfast, as people can probably guess from my name. I have uh, Irish roots in Dublin. Um, So, yeah, lots of nice castles and cathedrals in Dublin. Belfast I'm not as familiar with other than my expectation, as I said to you, that people greeted each other like Finley did William Regal and Censored 96 with a nice punch to the face. Um, But, you know, the Belfast, I know that friends who've been to Belfast have the the nicest things to say. I know that you went to a lot of the old pubs. Um, Yeah. A couple couple of quick questions. Did you do the Guinness tour at St. James's Gate? yes absolutely and we did oh, James- fantastic and we did jameson too same back oh, awesome. basically
1: and we actually stopped at a great um you know alcohol is more like it uh for this audience but we stopped at oh what was the name of the distillery in between row and co god what an unbelievable oh, wow. uh little setup they had here they had just a great drink menu they had this kind of take on an old fashioned. the old fashioned's like my favorite drink so uh, yeah. they had this kind of new age take on it it was great it It was a place that would not have been out of place in Ohio City, which, you know, for this audience, basically five people know what the hell I'm talking about. But those five (laughs) people, uh, I'm sure uh, their ears perked up with that one. So, yeah, it was a great time. Great to get away, of course. uh, I came back and had a ton of wrestling to catch up on, so I was doing – Speed viewing here on AEW over the last couple days, and that's what we're going to talk about. By the way, I don't know if this is appropriate not or not. By or we're a couple days old, but hot off vacation, the press, Liam, as we press record, the ratings came in for the Battle of the Belt special on Saturday night. And yeah. according to Brandon Thurston uh, on Twitter.com, the show did 527,000 viewers. That was 240,000 in... Persons, 18 to 49. It was number 10 uh, on cable originals for Saturday night. The NBA playoffs dominating Saturday night viewing uh, overall. What do you make of that rating? It was down from 704,000 for the first one. And not just the rating, but the way AEW has approached Battle of the Belts overall in terms of promotion and card construction.
2: Uh, I think we're going to be on the same page here. And I want to obviously, since you mentioned this in the notes, I want to give you the the, the chance to kind of extrapolate on that a little bit in terms of what they have and haven't put on these shows, because that's kind of noteworthy in itself. I think, um, you know, when Rampage began, for example, and Tony Khan was insistent that it was going to be an A show. Yeah, uh, you know, At least he loaded it up with like Kenny Omega versus Christian straight away and the CM Punk debut out of the gate. And nature takes its course, and obviously that's very much become the B-show due to the time slot and everything, and the cards have kind of reflected it over time. And it, it does feel like it's noteworthy that there hasn't even been a big effort for Battle of the Belts to make it really seem like it's above the norm.
1: No, and what's really curious is that both times it had these quote-unquote quarterly specials. Adam Page has had a world title defense on free TV that week, but not on the quarterly special.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So and
1: I, you're kind of wondering, is this a quarterly special, or are they just treating it like an extra hour of television?
2: That's that's quarter? exactly that's exactly how I perceive it. I think that once this became a one-hour show, I think that Tony Khan has kind of cast it as being something other than what it was probably conceived to be, but that that deserves kind of, you know, a little bit of – discussion as well because obviously the idea when people hear about this idea is to compare it to like a clash of the champions right and mm-hmm. a lot of people think that this could be like the clash but the clash died as a concept because nitro was like having a clash every week anyway and mm-hmm. so the kind of the the, the the need for the clash kind of dissipated you know Satellite's main event when they brought that back that died too for the same reason tv's changed these concepts that organically died did so for a reason and i'm not so sure that you know when you got like two hours of like you know really like prime stuff that you're you're throwing out there and then rampage as well i don't think the extra hour is going to have this kind of abnormal appeal it's going to feel like as as i think it has done which is just one extra hour of television and it's you know it's it's good and it's enjoyable and everything like that but it's not going to reap uh huge rewards or or draw an abnormally big number i don't think
1: yeah looking ahead to the next quarter the third one based on what Mm. we've got on the first two unless if they put a big match on that Next battle. Well she you, you got that thing might die in the ratings. It's Saturday night. We know it's not good. I have a question for you, and this came to me just before we came on the air. They're treating it like an extra hour of TV per week, not a quarterly special. Mm-hmm. Would it be better served then if they just every quarter had a three-hour dynamite?
2: Yes, is the answer. I think. I I, I absolutely agree. I think that's kind of I felt like that was where things were going to go anyway during the pandemic year. Like because even then, yeah, I, you know, Winter Is Coming with with Omega and Marx, I thought was kind of a natural point to do that. Because that's when they you know, maybe once before that, but they started doing these specials like the Blood and Guts show, like Winter Is Coming, and there's other ones that we can all, you know, record off the top of our heads, where it felt like they loaded these shows up and just doing that thing, you know, They do four pay-per-views a year. Having that one show every six weeks or so to break things up and say this is an abnormally big episode of Dynamite, I think that you you reap the rewards there anyway because you have a natural point to build towards. It's not something that's kind of off the piste, which which Battle of the Belts is, because it's not part of the regular format. And I, you know, there's there's there are some issues, and we're going to come to this, and and you know, this will kind of bleed into the rampage number that I, I think we're probably going to mention as well in a second. Yeah. Um. In terms of there just being so much information to relate to the audience, um, that I think yeah, a show like this, like an extra hour, it kind of gets lost sometimes to me. Where there's like, there's just so much stuff they're trying to hit, you know, and there's so much information they're trying to relay. When Excalibur gets his voice going as fast as he possibly can to relay all the matches for this week, next week, <laughs> next show, and then you throw in there. By the way, special start time, seven p.m. You know, that becomes white noise after a while, and I think that's kind of something they're suffering from a little bit here too is they're being very ambitious with uh, with, with what they're trying to pull off.
1: Yeah, three nights a week to ask of your audience is a lot. I know that it you is. Know, Raw moving to three hours permanently, no one really likes that except Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn and the brain trust there because it makes them money even though it mm. hurts the quality of the show. But I think one three-hour dynamite per quarter uh, would work. Uh, the other thing too, Battle of Belts is a taped show. Now, historically, there's always been discussion of, you know, live versus taped. Is there any real decline in the numbers? Interestingly, two weeks ago on Rampage, we saw a very high number, which probably was owed to word of mouth for John Moxley, Wheeler Yuta.
2: Yeah, I'd say okay. so.
1: So, to me, unless if you're going to do something blow away on a taped show where you know people say oh my god I got to watch this oh I heard you know how good it is it, you're asking for trouble so and this Rampage rating Liam it did 482,000 total 288,000 in 18 to 49 uh predictably down from last week's six months high uh the show with the Max to bloodbath with Rampage being live this week however at, Featuring a world title match, which we'll talk about in a little bit, Paige and Cole—is that number disappointing to you?
2: Um, so this is—I can't say disappointing because I had no expectation. Uh, but again, because of the time slot change, this has become a frequent issue with Rampage of late with the basketball picking up. Obviously, um, on paper, obviously you want a higher number. That's a, that's that's pretty low for a world title match. But there's these extenuating circumstances that kind of you know. Uh, you, know, you look back, like historically speaking, to like the, the glory periods and like there are some good numbers that you know these shows pull out um when they're out of time slot, but then there's also some ones that do pretty damn bad. And this doesn't help, you know. Like I said before, the preponderance of you know, there's this coming up, there's this coming up, this coming up, special start time. If you're not really glued and tuned into that, it's not like I mean they just they you know, they throw it out there on the commentary, they put the graphic up, they do what they can. But it just feels like there's so much information they're trying to relay that things like that, and that that is where this gets victimized a little bit. I mm. do think that people would have been interested in this if it was on uh, in the normal time start. I think it would have done pretty well. I think it would have done numbers comparable to last week, if not maybe a little better. Um, but it was what it was. And 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 Friday night at seven o'clock, when again the West Coast it's airing at four, like that's not going to help. Um, so, but, but because of things like that, you know, the uh, that the West Coast aspect too. I didn't really have an expectation. What about you?
1: I did not think it was going to do well, which sounds odd because they put a, again, a world title match on. Mm. But here's the thing. We talked about perhaps the half-assed promotion battle of the belts got. Yeah. Did Paige and Cole get a great build for this rematch in (laughs) your estimation? I don't know if it did. And we're going to talk a lot about Paige, here in a little bit and i don't know if it's intentional or not but his run has never felt like the centerpiece of the promotion since that first night on dynamite where he was confronted by brian danielson
2: agreed and and, and that that is a part of this um that, that the aspect that you know your world champion feels like he's as important as about 15 20 other people um, you know, they, they cycle what goes on in, in different time slots on the show. It's not like you see, you know, the main, you know, the world title thing, that's going to be the thing that's on last or it's always on first or whatever. It's that the the layout of the TV, while it makes for a very exciting show and it, and it does work in a lot of ways, one of the drawbacks is that if your world champion is getting as much focus as anybody else, kind of hard to make it seem special and above the norm. I think that the the build for the rematch... Did feel with the exception of when Hangman Page got right in Adam Cole's face, mm-hmm. yeah, um, that was good. which was tremendous. I think yeah, the whole thing about the belts stealing and then the, then getting the belts back that was like a one week thing that didn't even need to happen. Like I think yeah, they, they, it's, it's, it was Agreed. pointless. It was, it's, it was just something to like it's one of those things where it's like it's content for a week, but we're not really building to anything. It's just we have we know we're gonna do this rematch. We've got to do something to kind of keep things ticking over. It didn't really. I don't think it really resonated because I didn't really have time to. So that's – and that's kind of my, my feeling on this is that I think a lot of people kind of got the feeling – I was I was actually kind of surprised to see some people thinking Adam Cole was going to win this.
1: Yeah, I was just going to bring that up because I thought in my mind that sort of hurt the bill because I'm like there's no way Adam Cole yeah. going to win this. But on Twitter, I saw multiple people, reputable people. I'm not talking about some of these schmucks, some of these bad faith <laughs> people. Okay, I'm talking about reputable people speculating – about Adam Cole, if Adam Cole wins, then you do Cole versus Punk, and Cole's a transition champion.